Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Ask the Expert North Texas. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. We might want COVID to be finished and done with for now, but the virus doesn't seem to know that, and it's not going away anytime soon. Latest numbers here in North Texas are showing hospitalizations are way up in just the last week. And now there's another Omicron variant making its way through the United States. The latest variant started in India back in August. On today's Ask the Expert, we're joined by Dr. Joseph Chang. He's the medical director at Parkland. He is in the KRLD Zoom room. Dr. Chang, thank you again, as always. Yeah, here we are talking about another variant, right? And another variant. And let's talk about the holidays. There were worries that, you know, the numbers would start spiking after people get together after Thanksgiving and then after the Christmas and New Year's holidays. Are you seeing the numbers at Parkland? Yeah, so interestingly, of course, in our community, we've seen positivity rates you know, go from 5%, 6%, you know, eight weeks ago to now up over 20% again. So we're certainly seeing a lot of cases uh, of this new variant. This new variant is probably 40, 50% uh, depending on what part of the country you're in. So it's the now the dominant majority strain, as you say, sort of started over in the Far East and has come over here. Um, we are seeing hospitalizations creep up just a little bit. So we were languishing around the high teens, low 20s. And over this last week, we've popped up into the 30s. Now, guys, that's a 50% rise, right? But as you remember, it is absolutely nothing compared to Omicron of last winter when we were talking about three to 400 cases in the hospital at any time. So um, I think that's a some good news, at least, is that even though our numbers are going way up, uh, the uh, the infectivity is up, but the severity is kind of holding steady. So that that's good news, at least. Something I was curious about, because we haven't seen as much TV footage inside hospitals since the initial outbreak of COVID. Sure. Um, is PPP still as exaggerated as it was in the beginning of the pandemic as it is now or is just masks and gloves good enough now when you have covid patients come in yeah i think that's a good question Kristen. a lot lot less attention on ppe now right um but to answer your question absolutely we are still wearing gowns we are still wearing gloves uh we are still wearing you know foot covers you know when we deal with covid patients now what has changed is that uh, the fear of the general patient has gone down right at, when we didn't know anything about covid we, everyone could have had covid right and so we treated everyone with with sort of that kind of ppe but now um we still wear masks and gloves when we go see every single patient um but the, the entire sort of hazmat suit 
sort of situation only occurs for those that we know have COVID. But of course, there's also the question we keep hearing it from from members of the government whenever we talk about COVID. They're saying, don't forget to get the vaccine. Have the vaccines just completely fallen off the, the wall right now? Or just are, are people just not doing it? Yeah, we're, we're looking at about 40 percent uh, 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 sort of vaccination rate in the community right now with that last booster, um, which is low, clearly. Right. And you'll remember our uh, goals from our first discussions about this. We we're talking about trying to get 80 to 90 percent of people uh, vaccinated. And even at the height of vaccination, we were up around, you know, 60, 70 percent of the community. Now we're down at about 40 percent. So so clearly that's a lower number. Now, the good news, of course, about this variant is that it is a sort of a, it's not even a cousin. It's really a brother of Omicron. So it's really very close to Omicron. Um, and if you'll recall, that last booster was designed uh, with Omicron in mind. And remember that we still have a lot of residual immunity for original Omicron, right? Uh, because a lot of people got infected with Omicron back last winter and in the spring. And so uh, I think that's contributed to the fact that this time around, even though there are people getting infected, the severity has been relatively low. Now, uh, we've been seeing kind of um, the top two uh, ailments have been COVID and influenza coming in. And as we talk about vaccines, I know for the influenza vaccine, there's kind of like a timetable that you, you guys, you know, looks like health professionals would like people to generally get that shot. Um, with influenza kind of having a different timeline this year, is it still beneficial to get the, sh the, the shot if you hadn't already? Yeah, absolutely. Let's get this, get the flu shot for sure. I mean, flu shot uptake this year, really very low um, relative to, to past years, uh, certainly before COVID. Um, or thousands and thousands of, of, of vaccinations down from where we were, um, certainly pre-COVID. And so you're uh, certainly encouraging people to continue to do that. Um, interestingly, uh, as viruses go, they do kind of compete with each other uh, to infect people, okay? And so since COVID is still really winning this battle against its, uh, its, its you know, mates, uh, flu and RSV and stuff, uh, COVID is still predominant. And so um, we're not seeing as much of that as maybe uh, we were afraid of. Um, we were really afraid in November, if you'll recall, because the it, the numbers of flu were going up so quickly. Um, and typically, uh, flu doesn't even really start to really go until after November, uh, after, sorry, after Thanksgiving, which, which is, of course, makes sense because that's when people start gathering, right, for the holidays. Um, but this year, we've seen it sort of plateau right around uh, the week after um, Thanksgiving. So so that's a little bit of good news, but I, we, we think it's it's just because of the fact that COVID is really kind of, again, taken over in terms of infecting people. Uh, just last week, we did have a patient here who actually <laughs> we diagnosed with COVID, uh, flu, and RSV, a really unfortunate individual, um, but fortunate in that he had been vaccinated against both COVID and flu and was a relatively young guy. And so even though he was sick, uh, he did not need hospitalization. So it does happen, guys, that that sort of three-headed monster it does happen, not super often. Um, but uh, my sincerest hope, obviously, is that those individuals have already been vaccinated against the things that they can be vaccinated against to give their body a fighting chance. A lot of countries, including the United States, are now requiring negative COVID tests for tourists coming in from China again because China is seeing such a gigantic influx right. 
of COVID again. Is this start just starting the cycle all over again, too? It really kind of is. You, you know, it's it's a very interesting thing um, how viruses work, right? I mean, uh, because of the fact that we've had so many infections here, uh, in fact, a dubious honor of leading the world, right? Uh, numbers of infections here, uh, we have a, a relatively high amount of immunity in the society now. Uh, not enough, people are still getting sick, but it's certainly better than some other countries that have hardly seen any COVID. And so uh, the virus sees a fertile ground of individuals who are not um, who are not uh, vaccinated or immune in any way. Now, the pro what is the problem with that? You've heard me talk a lot about mutations, uh, and mutations are directly linked to the number of infections that are present in a particular population. Uh, with a population of billions in, in China, that's a lot of fertile ground for mutations. And so what we're really worried about as public health officials is that some brand new variant now uh, uh, develops itself and starts to spread. This XBB is, is a very just close, like I said, close relative to Omicron. And so our immunity right now is holding pretty well. If we get a brand new variant that deserves a new Greek letter, uh, I'm, I'm afraid to, to, to say what, what we might be going through again. There's also been calls for some companies, some schools and everything to start masking up again. Are we going to start seeing more of those? I would doubt it. Uh, certainly in this state, uh, I feel like we're probably going to see less of that. We might see that in some some other states, but I would doubt that we would start to see that again, unless numbers get far, far worse than they are now. I think uh, with, you know, uh, hospitalizations kind of holding where they are, there's going to be very little sort of political will to get that done. Has there been any change on um, the type of patient that is getting infected with um, COVID? The kids and the elderly are still predominantly the ones that we need to worry about? Well, well I think actually when you say still, I mean, the answer is yes, it is predominantly sort of the uh, immunocompromised, like, you know, cancer patients, things like that, like you said, the elderly, those with comorbid conditions that are getting sick enough to be in the hospital. But remember that Omicron was infected, uh, was, was infectious and severe enough that there were plenty of very young, healthy people uh, that were requiring hospitalization. And so now we're seeing that this cousin or, or sibling, as I've been talking about, XBB has, has not been uh, severe enough to, to put those young uh, people in the hospital, we're, we are now sort of seeing those immunocompromised almost exclusively. Now. What if we see a, a giant step cousin come out that is is so just completely different that it could even get past the vaccines that we have right now? Is that is that a worry that medical professionals have, too? That is definitely the worry. And like I said, as public health officials, you know, we think about the society sort of as a whole and not that we ignore the individual, but we definitely think about what is the impact of this on greater on the greater public. And again, like I said, with a pool like China now uh, sort of producing all this uh, all this virus um, in terms of infection that that I do worry about. And, and um, we'll see. Uh, what happens there, and we'll see if some of the travel uh, curbs help. Um, but, but I think I think we're all sort of holding our breath and crossing our fingers at this point. Dr. Joseph Chang is the medical director at Parkland. Thanks again for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Good to talk to you. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 